Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. But there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Seeker Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. That's exactly what I'm going to do on this evening's edition of the Seeker Podcast, is challenge our understanding of reality, push the current accepted paradigm just a little bit further, but I'm not going to do it with mere speculation. I'm going to back it up with things I've been talking about on this show. I'm going to cite some sources here. Really interesting stuff going on in the news. I could take this show in so many different directions tonight. Uh, Two focuses that really came across my feed was AI tech that has been developed, artificial intelligence tech that's been developed and released by the government in the direction that's going in, and some some more information about the recent shooting in Fort Lauderdale claims, more claims of mind control. May not be just a wacky conspiracy theory before you turn the dial. Give a listen to what I have to say. If you've listened to my shows on mind control, there's evidence that suggests the technology through the patented research that we've, we've pulled out in the show may have been in play here. So stay tuned, listen to what we're going to talk about, do your own research as always. Before I jump into that, obviously I want to get into the news. I want to direct you to the YouTube channel. Daily Gnosis is going phenomenally well. Five days a week, Monday through Friday. Um, this week I've been reviewing the Gospel of Philip Nag Hammadi. I am not preaching religion by any means, any way, shape, or form. My interest in this is looking at the bigger picture as to understanding what was lost to mankind? What was lost to humanity? And these texts were written over 1,500 years ago, but preserved until 1945. So they weren't edited during the great cleanse that Constantine did in the 4th century. And as I'm going through these texts, they read almost like a sci-fi novel. And a lot of the stuff I talk about with consciousness and understanding our connection through this electromagnetic field and alternate realities... It's all in here. So this week I covered, uh, you know, some of the the things in the Gospel of Philip, which is pretty cool. It, it talks really about the the dualistic nature of things, the deceptions of things, how not everything is what it seems, and it's a really neat breakdown the way this is written. Uh, again, it's not religious, I'm not preaching religion, I'm not telling you to go find a way and be saved. That's not the goal at all. It doesn't sound anything like that. I'm I'm analyzing these. I'm doing research and analysis based on these texts. So check it out, servicechange.com. You can find the link. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like I said, Monday through Friday. It's on all the feeds, Facebook and stuff um, and whatnot. So check that out as well. Let me jump into the news. Uh, as I'm reading these stories, I'm excited in the sense that I'm 
seeing things come together. I'm seeing things fit. But it's it's scary. There's some scary stuff going on here. And again, I, I'm not a, a fear-mongering show, and that's not my goal. My goal is to to give you some information that you can that is empowering, that we can do something with. And being knowledgeable of some of this stuff, I think, will help us to make better decisions moving forward. So this is not a doom and gloom show, and I have to stress that a lot. I listened to a podcast today of somebody talking about Planet X and Nibiru, and I'm not against that theory, but he told this fantastic story about the end of the world. And it was captivating to listen to how the planet's going to come down. He gave all these, you know, scenarios and what's going to happen and how chaos is going to erupt in the streets. But the man didn't cite a single source. He didn't give a single data point. And there's times when it's fun to go down those lines of thinking. But we're at a stage right now, in my opinion, we don't always have that luxury. We need to cite our sources because information and truth and knowledge is at risk right now because of the amount of stuff that's out there, because of the, quote, war on fake news that's going on right now. So we need to be, if we're a consumer, we need to be a smart consumer. And it's okay to listen to that stuff. It's entertaining and it gives us ideas and it lets the creativity run wild. There is a place for that. But when you're saying something that heavy, you need to give your sources. You need or, or or say that, hey, this is my pure speculation here. Don't speak like an authority unless you're giving your sources. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm gonna jump into the news now and give my sources here that you can find in my show notes and do your own research, which I encourage you to do. I hope I wasn't on my soapbox for too long. But I like to digress on that stuff. So uh, I, I love pulling stuff from unknown country. They always have some interesting stuff out there. And this one came out on January 6th, this story here. Uh, but I want to cover it this week. Chilean Navy releases report on high quality UFO video. And basically what happened was the, the Chilean Navy back in 2014 was testing some new video equipment. Some uh, I think it was infrared high-def infrared cameras, and they noticed a craft pacing them. Uh, the sighting occurred, I'm, I'm quoting the article now, the sighting occurred on November 11, 2014 by the crew of an Airbus Cougar AS-532 helicopter during a, a routine patrol mission along the Chilean coast. The aircraft's crew, consisting of an experienced Navy captain and technician, were testing the Westcam MX-15 HD forward-looking infrared, or FLIR, imaging equipment. When the crew spotted an object that was pacing the helicopter, matching their speed and altitude, they immediately trained the infrared equipment on the object for a better look. The infrared image of the object did indeed provide a clearer perspective. According to the captain's description, the object appeared as a flat, elongated structure with two thermal spotlights like discharges that did not coincide with the axle of motion. This indicates that the object had two areas that were giving off intense heat, along with an envelope of heat that surrounded the entire object as evidenced in the video. Eight minutes into the encounter, the object did something unexpected. It released a contrail of hot material, with the resulting plumes being readily visible in infrared. In two incidents, instances, it discharged some type of gas or liquid with high thermal track or signal, according to the technician. To the naked eye, the trail simply blended in with the clouds in the background, meaning they would likely have been missed entirely if the crew did not have IR equipment. 
So we're going to say they have really good video of this. It's, it's eight or nine minutes long. It took them two years to investigate it. They just released it. They cannot identify what it is, but they did identify what it is not. And it is not any known aircraft to the Chilean military. So we don't know what this is. This is a real life UFO. Draw your own conclusions as to what where it came from, I don't know, but there you go right there. Some tech that's not out there in the mainstream public or even for certain militaries to be aware of. You can check out the links and the video at serviceofchange.com, linking back to the unknown country story. Another story that really caught my attention through unknown country over the past week, uh, really interesting stuff here. New cyborg implant aims to reawaken our sense of place on Earth. I'm not going to read this whole article here, but what this talks about is installing an implant, uh, either subdermis or just or close to the skin, that will basically vibrate when humans are facing true north. The idea is to get them back in touch. It says we believe that old humans, you know, the ancients had the ability to sense north way back when, but things have changed. Whatever the causes of those changes to our physiology have been, we're no longer able to do that. So you can read the more more details about this again in the show notes. But is this a good thing? And I'm going to talk a little bit about tech and blending tech with biology. There are some that are moving toward that. I'm very wary of that because if we become dependent on tech, then maybe we're losing our connection with our own ability to do this. I'm going to get sidetracked for a minute. I was away uh, this past week with my family and I did something and we were, we were at a, at a water park, a big water park that had a a big game room filled with video games. And it it was probably about half a mile length of space where all these video games were laid out, if not longer. So at certain points, my wife and I would separate. She would take my daughter. I'd take my son or vice versa. And I did something that I've been trying off and on for the past year and a half or so after I got my Reiki attunement and started getting familiar with energy. When we'd separate, and obviously I know she went in one direction, I went in the other, but it's a wide area. I would cue in on the feeling, what my wife feels like, the feeling I get when I think about my wife. And I'd say, okay, where is she? And I'd get, the best way I can describe it is a pressure at a certain point in my body, more like a pull on the energy. And it's it's hard to explain unless you experience it, but it was an, an, a sensation that was different in my body when I'd think of where she was. And it was pulling me in a certain direction. So I'd say, okay, I'm going to walk in a straight line based on this direction. So I'd be walking and I'd be looking left to right. And three out of three times, I literally walked right into my wife. At one point in time, I, I said to myself, as I'm looking over my right shoulder, Oh, I guess I guess it didn't work this time. I can't find her. And I'm still walking. And I look to my left. And she was actually two feet in front of me, squatting on the floor, helping my daughter with something. So it, I literally walked right into her. What I'm saying is we have a natural connection. I've talked about this through that electromagnetic field that has emanated from the body. And if you listen to the show, you're probably sick of me saying that. But I believe that understanding that field is liberation. It's our greatest defensive weapon. It's our greatest tool for gathering information and navigating this this world that we live in, this reality that we exist within presently. So I try to see what I can do with it. I push it as far as I can. And that's what I did over this past week. And three, I was three for three, walking pretty much right into my wife as I was looking for her. So try it out, you know, get, get some uh, experience with it and see where you can go with it and what it can do for you. Really neat stuff though. 
All right, next story. This one is one that, again, I find a little bit scary. Uh, This one comes from us from fizz.org, and I'm going to need to give it a minute while my screen loads so I can review the article. But this is called Pentagon Successfully Tests Micro Drone Swarm. And yes, that is as scary as it sounds. The Pentagon may soon be unleashing a 21st century version of locusts on its adversaries after officials on Monday said it has successfully tested a swarm of 103 micro drones. The important step in the development of new autonomous weapon systems was made possible by improvements in artificial intelligence, holding open the possibility that groups of small robots could act together under human direction. Military strategists have high hopes for such drone swarms that would be cheap to produce and able to overwhelm opponents' defenses with their great numbers. The test of the world's largest micro-drone swarm in California in October included 103 Perdix micro-drones measuring around 6 inches. Launched from three F-18 Super Hornet fighter jets, the Pentagon said in a statement. The micro-drones demonstrated advanced swarm behaviors such as collective decision-making, adaptive formation flying, and self-healing. Perdix are not pre-programmed synchronized individuals. They are a collective organism sharing one distributive brain for decision-making and adapting to each other like swarms in nature, said William Roper, director of the Pentagon Strategic Capabilities Office. Because every Perdix communicates and collaborates with every other Perdix, the swarm has no leader and can gracefully adapt to drones entering or exiting the team. The article goes on a little bit further. You can catch that in the show notes as well. That's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. Right now, we're looking at six-inch drones that they can put in a swarm fashion that can be directed by humanity. But at what point are these things just going to be self-sufficient and are we going to lose control of them? I covered AI stuff last week, how they're using AI to phase out an entire insurance company that's going to be strictly AI answering phones and processing claims. Now we've got AI drones. You know, this reminds me of the book. I can't remember the author's name. Let's see if I have it in my... Yes, I do. Carl uh, Carl Schroeder wrote a book called Ventus. If you haven't read it, you need to find it and read it if you're interested in this stuff. It's a fictional book, but it explains so much as to what's going on. And it's all about how uh, basically mankind forgot who they were on this particular planet. It wasn't Earth. And they had flora, fauna, and what they called mecha. And what mecha was was basically tech that had been AI that just became a part of their nature. I wonder often if that's what happened to us anyway, if biology is really just an advanced form of technology and we are a form of AI that was created by whoever the, whatever you want to call it are and created us as a form of AI. And now we have reached a level of evolution where we are becoming the creators. Again, that's a whole other show. I need to do an AI show. I keep talking about it. But this is, is fascinatingly terrifying for me. So be mindful. Be aware that this tech exists. I don't know what to do about it at this point in time, but we need to be mindful that it's out there and that it's developing and getting more and more advanced. Hopefully it's resistant to uh, to an EMP. Maybe that can be your defense against it if that's ever unleashed or gets out of control uh, on, your, on you know, the U.S. soil or wherever you may be. Keep that in mind. All right, more tech stuff going on. This, this really should just be a whole show on tech, but I want to talk about the mind control stuff. 
Speaking of mind control, this article comes out of us from Daily Mail. Does Facebook want to read your thoughts? Secretive Division may be developing a mind-reading device, and they're basing this off of that fact that Facebook posted two new job adverts in the Building 8 division. Apparently, Building 8 holds a lot of secrecy right now. But the job titles are Brain Computer Interface Engineer and Neural Imaging Engineer. The limited job description suggests that Building 8 might be working on monitoring how brain activity changes when looking at pictures or videos. Let's see. In April, the site revealed the existence of a new division known only as Building 8, which is dedicated to creating groundbreaking products at the intersection of hardware, software, and content. And a new job advert posting suggests that the mysterious division could be working on mind-reading technology. Uh, let's see here. I don't want to just keep repeating myself. One advert is for the brain-computer interface engineer to work on a two-year B8 project focused on developing advanced BCI technologies. Uh, details are limited, so the rest of this is speculation. But you, you know, you can think they're trying to further integrate, you know, reading our thoughts, reading, understanding our behaviors and our thoughts based on what it can observe through our patterns. Now, is this tapping into something deeper? I don't know. We know that's possible, and that's what I want to talk about in this show with the electromagnetic field and the Wi-Fi signals and microwaves and things of that nature that they're using to implant stuff. Are they pulling that to read stuff as well? If you haven't done so already, look at the show's called Social Coherence, look at the show called The Trump Effect, look at the recent show called Mind Control, and you're going to get a lot of good information and resources in there to start doing your own homework. Another article just came across my feed. This is from the activist post, January 13th. University developing smartphone mental health surveillance app for students. This is a project that's in the works. I'm not going to read this whole article here, but basically right now they're in the data gathering or data collection phase to track student behavior. Students are volunteering to have their behaviors tracked basically so they can basically look at algorithms. They're going to determine if a student is feeling depressed based on their activity because they're going to have the GPS location on point and they could say, okay, your pattern fits the norm of somebody who's depressed. That's how I'm, I'm interpreting this. But they're, they're mining data and they're trying to dissect every single thing that human beings are doing so they can use it as predictive technology. That's scary stuff because it's against our will. Now, how is that any different from things that I talk about like remote viewing? Well, I guess it's the same thing, but we can. My point is, if you're aware of it, you can develop countermeasures to counteract this predictive technology, and I think that's where our heads need to be. I've spoken enough on that. You know it's out there. Let me jump into the bulk of this show now, or the points that I wanted to cover. More mind control stuff here, and this is. Uh, Really caught my attention, really scared me. I, I try not to get all wrapped up in this stuff. I, I try not to get all wrapped up in the conspiracies because I think it goes back and forth so much when we have these these shooters that the truth really gets lost. This one's screaming at me, though. I have to address it. We know that there was a, a another shooting at the airport in Fort Lauderdale. I was reviewing this article, and this one's from uh, my just CBS local out of Miami. It's called Airport Shooting Suspect to Make His First Court Appearance. So it was just a synopsis over what had happened and you know how he's going to appear in court. But the part towards the end of the article that caught my attention states, in November, Santiago, that's the shooter, had walked into an FBI field office in Alaska saying the U.S. government was controlling his mind and forcing him to watch Islamic State group videos. 
Now, most people probably hear that and say, this guy is nuts. If you're one of those people, I implore you, again, just keep listening at least to this and then go back and listen to the other shows that I've done. Click on the links that bring you to the U.S. Patent Office with this technology to influence people's thoughts and behaviors. It's not the talk of craziness. It's science now. The article quotes, he was a walking complaint. This is something that happened at that happens at FBI offices around the country every day. FBI agent um, Marlon Ritzman said, on that day, Santiago had a loaded magazine on him, but had left the gun in his vehicle, authorities said. He brought his newborn child with him into the office. Officers seized the weapon, and local officers took him to get a mental health evaluation. His girlfriend picked up the child. On December 8th, the gun was returned to Santiago. Authorities wouldn't say if it was the same gun used in the airport attack. Santiago had not been placed on the U.S. no-fly list and appears to have acted alone, authorities said. Santiago had been discharged from the National Guard in 2016 after being demoted for unsatisfactory performance. Brian Santiago said Saturday that his brother had requested psychological help but received little assistance. Esteban Santiago said in August that he was hearing voices. This article goes on, gives a little bit more background about him. And from what I understand, I haven't dug too deeply into Esteban Santiago yet, but in talking to other people who have, again, do your own research, it sounds like the man was troubled after being deployed. But this claim that he's being forced to watch extremist videos from voices that are being put in his head that aren't his own, that is concerning. And I don't think that these are always the talk of someone who's just crazy. That's dismissive. What we understand now about consciousness, about human thought, about electromagnetism, about Wi-Fi, wireless internet, it's possible. It is possible to do this. And if the FBI is saying they get these kind of complaints all the time, well, maybe this really is happening all the time. I suspect that there is a mess of signals that are out there. And some of us are more susceptible to them than others. Some of us may have weakened states that opens us up to receive these messages and accept them as opposed to those of us who may be in a stronger mental health state and are able to reject them outright. From what I understand, when a person's in a weakened state, they're depressed, or when they're in a certain passive state of observation watching TV and they're being hit with certain signals, they're more susceptible to receive these things. But somebody who's dealing with depression or stress or trauma is more susceptible and open to these types of suggestion. And that's possibly what happened here with Santiago. Again, more research is needed, but it's it to me, it's something that should not be ignored at this point. It's just saying, hey, this technology is available and it's out there and we need to be aware of it. And I'm going to talk about what we can do after I get through a few more pieces of news here. I have a couple articles I'll link to. Another one's through uh, zerohedge.com, and they have a, a similar story on it, so I'll link that as well. Then I came across the activist post, and they have an article from January 13th, and its report was Navy Yard Shooter Gang Stalked with Mind Control Microwave Weapons. And that also I also came across a link talking about the same quotes that I just covered with Esteban Santiago through Activist Post. Esteban Santiago, Aaron Alexis, James Bulware, CIA Mind Control. That's the title of this article. What's 
scary about this is the other accounts that they get into. Specifically, I want to talk about Aaron Alexis, who was the, DV, the Washington, D.C. Navy Yard shooter. And it states, in 2013, Aaron Alexis walked into a Washington, D.C. Navy Yard equipped with a rifle. On the stock of the rifle, Aaron Alexis had carved my ELF weapon. Was this a message? ELF, extremely low frequency. That's the weaponry. That's the signal. That's the frequency that is being patented, that's being talked about, that I've been covering that is affecting people. Now, he puts that on his weapon. Is he some kook? Is he crazy? Or is he telling the truth? I under—I don't understand. Well, I do understand why, but we hear CIA mind control and people want to shut down and ignore it. I hesitate to make that the title of this podcast, talking about mind control, because most people look at that and say, Nappy, you're nuts. So I'm trying to package things in a way that'll get people... Because chances are, if you're listening to this show... I'm so thankful for you, but you're not the ones that need to hear it because you're already open to this stuff. How do we get this out to other people who are very intelligent people but aren't willing to even explore this possibility? That's why I look at the physiology of the human body. We have the electromagnetic field that runs like a Wi-Fi. We have research now that shows that we're transmitting data and we're receiving data and people are able to report what they're receiving. We're able to measure the transmission and the reception of that data, the stuff that's coming out of heart math. That's out there. I have a lot of this stuff in my book as well through other sources where this is corroborated. This exists. So it's not a great leap to say, well, now it's been weaponized. That's what I've been warning about as I've been as I've been going through my journey. And I understand for some people, I'm probably a few steps behind. But those of you listening, you're going through this journey with me. What really got my attention is there's, there's a police report. It's from Newport Police Department. It's narrative for author... Officer Seth P. Mosley, reference 13-17827-OF. I have not verified the authenticity of this police report through the activist post yet, but it it's worth looking at and reviewing, and I'm going to explain why, and I encourage you, if, if you have the time, see if you can verify that this is an authentic report. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I'm just going to read the report. On August 7th, 2013, 2013, I was signed to car one at about 0623 hours. Officer Cormier and I were dispatched to the Marriott Hotel, room 405, for a harassment report. I responded from City Yard. On arrival, we met with, and the names are blacked out, and Blank stated that his arrival, he is a naval contractor and that he travels often. Blank went on to explain that while getting into his flight from Virginia to Rhode Island, he got into a verbal altercation with an unknown party in the airport. Blank believes that the individual that he got into an argument with has sent three people to follow him and keep him awake by talking to him and sending vibrations into his body. I'm going to pause that right there. Keeping someone awake, it puts them in an exhaustive state. It puts them in a more suggestive state. Now, what's interesting about this, when I'm extremely exhausted and I'm not sleeping well, when I finally start to crash but I'm trying to stay awake... That's when I tend to have some of my negative out-of-body experiences. And what do I feel? I feel vibrations throughout my body. People report when they're in that transition stage for out-of-body states, feeling those vibrations. My point is it's messing with our consciousness. It's messing, messing with our perception, our reality, our current state of awareness. 
in a, it's a suggestible state. Again, he's in a weakened state. They're making him vulnerable, and that's what's happening. That's why when I'm in those states, I'm exhausted. I, in the past, until I realized what was going on, that's when I was having night terrors. That's when I was dealing with the shadow creatures. That's when I was having these horrible, fear, fearful interactions because I was in those exhaustion, tired, scared, frustrated, suggestible states. That's what this says to me when I read that police report. Not, this guy's crazy, what's he talking about? This stuff happens. We have research that shows that this happens. Blank stated that he has not witnessed any of these individuals, but believes they are two black males and a black female. Blank stated that he first heard them talking to him through a wall at the residence inn in Middletown. Blank then packed up and went to a hotel on the Navy base where he heard the same voices talking to him through the walls, floor, and ceiling. Blank stated that he moved to his third hotel and is currently at the Marriott. Blank first said that the three individuals were speaking to him through the floor. Then Blank stated that the voices were coming through the ceiling. Blank stated that the individuals are using, quote, some sort of microwave machine to send vibrations through the ceiling, penetrating his body so he cannot fall asleep. When I asked blank what the individuals were saying to him he would not elaborate blank stated that he has never felt anything like this and is worried that these individuals are going to harm him blank stated that he does not have a history of mental illness in his family that he's never had any sort of mental episode i have lies bank to stay away from the individuals that are following him and to notify npd if they attempt to make contact with him the rest is blanked out and again that last line that's a police officer, CYA. Let me make sure I put in here that I told him to stay away from them and to call the police if he needs it. That's a, you know, I used to write that when I was a cop too. Never encountered something to this extreme, but based on the symptoms he's reporting, I'd say that definitely indicates a manipulation of the electromagnetic field. Is it microwave technology? I don't know, uh, but it warrants further investigation. There's another article through the activist post talking about uh, mind control with microwave weapons. They, it covers what I just talked about. They have a lot of links. It looks like they have links to some more of this patented technology, uh, bio-effects of select non-lethal weapons. Uh, this, is, this is fascinating stuff here. While the F Freedom of Information Act request is dated 2006, the paper itself says February 1998, over 15 years ago, one of the main topics regards the effects of, quote, radio frequency directed energy. The document discusses the incapacitating effect of microwave hearing. There is no sound propagated through the air like normal sound. This technology in its crudest form could be used to distract individuals. If refined, it could also be used to communicate with hostages or host hostage takers directly by Morse code or other message systems, possibly even by voice communication. It's also tunable to a single person. Read the rest of this article. Go to servicechange.com. Get the show notes. I don't want to steal all of activist posts thunder. It's a very well-researched article. It looks like they have the links. Check the links. I haven't checked the links yet, but I'm looking at this saying this seems credible based on the other research that I've done. This could be corroborating. This is my first step of research with this particular thread, but check it out. My point is saying this. We have this electromagnetic field. We can measure it now. I've warned from the beginning that this field can be manipulated. I see a lot of this stuff going in the world coming back to this. The tech I talked about tonight, the artificial intelligence that I talked about tonight ties into this field. Now we have technology, mind control, active shooters that may 
be activated through this field. How does that affect you? Well, you may, being hit, you may be hit with this field right now. We, I believe, have a natural connection to the universe, to the world, that allows us access to information, allows us access to healing. David Icke does a lot of talking about this. I suspect that our natural signal is being jammed. Some cases intentionally, some cases just as a byproduct of all the tech that we have out there right now because we don't understand this communication, this field. We don't even know it exists, most of us. So what do we do? Very simple. I talk about it in my daily gnosis. I talk about it in my shows. Look within. We need to reflect. We need to be mindful of who we are, of our own thoughts and our own feelings. Study your thoughts, study your feelings. Ask yourself, where is this coming from? When you have a thought, track it. Where did this thought come from? See if you can get to the origin of it. Sometimes you can't. Then you need to question that thought. Your feelings. Where is this feeling coming from? Track it. Why am I feeling this way? Sometimes you're going to be able to tra trace the origin of that feeling. You're going to say, well, listen to this song made me feel upset. Listen, speaking to this person made me feel this way. That's good. Now you understand your triggers. When you start to feel a sensation, simply remove the trigger. If you can't identify the trigger, then you may be able to identify, hey, this is a signal coming from somewhere else. I talked about the training I've been doing, able to pinpoint where my wife was in a, in a broad location. There are sensations that you can become aware of. If you start to feel these sensations and you start to feel your mood changing, you might be walking into one of these fields that's having influence over you. Again, listen to my show, The Trump Effect. It explains that a lot in a lot greater detail. But if you can be mindful of this, the same way we can be mindful of Wow, I feel uncomfortable because it's too hot in the room that I'm in due to my sense of touch. I'm going to remove myself into a cooler setting. I don't like the way something smells due to my sense of smell. I'm going to spray an air freshener. I'm going to walk into a different room. It's influence over our senses. This is our sixth sense that has been dulled. We need to strengthen that sense. I know it's not what everybody's talking about in the media. Most people are telling us, even the alternative statement, you need to train, you need to be prepared, you need to be ready to fight. And I agree with that. You need, that, you need to be prepared, you need to be in good shape. But we also need to train this other sense that we have because we're being that we are completely vulnerable to right now. It's easy right now to get prepared and to train yourself up and to have a plan and do all that stuff. We know that stuff. This is, in my opinion, the cutting edge stuff. This is where it's at. This is real, the, where the real battle is at. That other stuff is a distraction because we can't work on this energetic level when we're focused strictly on the physical level. We need to make time for this. This is important stuff. You have to be mindful of it. I hope I'm presenting it in a way that's easy enough to digest. I hope that you can take this podcast and share it with people who are at least on the fence and this will get them a little bit more to think about, get them a little bit more resources to go to because the more of us that are aware of this, the, it, when this becomes commonly accepted, now we can all work together to develop appropriate countermeasures and strengthen those senses that we have. I've got a ton more information on this stuff. I'm out of time. But please go back, listen to the archives. They're on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. It's at serviceofchange.com. Everything's there. It's all free information that I'm putting out there because this is important stuff. Either that or I'm crazy. But I don't really think I'm crazy. But then again, that's what a crazy person would say. You decide. 
I'd love to hear your feedback. What do you think? What information do you have? What connections do you have? What techniques do you have? Please comment on the Facebook feeds. Send me an email. Comment on the SoundCloud, wherever. Anywhere you can put comment out there for other people to experience it and understand it and realize, hey, Dennis isn't the only crazy one out there. There's more of us that understand this and are starting to understand this. Let's be a part of it. Let's work together. Don't forget to check out Daily Gnosis as well, Monday through Friday. Really good content in there. It's four minutes a day. It's really short, but it's powerful. It's, it's a single concept that gonna, you're going to walk away really thinking about. It's empowering. Knowledge is power. Give it a listen. Give it a try, please. I'd love to, uh, to share those thoughts with you each day. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been another episode of the Secret Podcast with Service of Change, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Seekers.